voice actors. Established VO pros. Curious fans alike get to meet and learn. From the mega successful talent in voiceover. Hear their personal stories. Find out how they became so successful. Learn their secrets and join them at the top. Come on, come on, come on and get buzzed with us. with your hosts, Chuck Duran and Stacey J. Aswan. Yes! <laughs> Thanks for being here with us for a brand new episode of VO Buzz Weekly in our brand new set. Oh, man. I gotta say, I love oh. I love sitting here, Stacey. It's really, I kind of feel... I'm really digging. I could eat I'm I like eat hugging. I'm like hugging the side. I'm not used to having this much room. It's great. The only thing I don't like about it is that... You're very far I can't, away. I can't... Oh, there you yes. are. There you are. Well, listen, you guys were with us for the six mm. weeks of renovation. Thank you so much. If you haven't seen the process... Please check out our YouTube channel for all those videos. It Absolutely. was an experience. It was really, really fun to make. So and we worth hope it. you guys enjoyed it. Well, actually, yeah. you did because those videos have like freaking thousands of views. I know. Very, very cool. Very, very cool. Thank you for all the support and for taking the journey with us. But we are back and we are kicking off with. The fabulous Dave Walsh, Woo! incredible voiceover coach, voice actor. He has incredible things to say. Absolutely. And you guys uh, are going to learn some good stuff yeah, today. Yeah. So let's go. With us is an accomplished voice actor, voiceover coach, studio executive, and director who has over 20 years of experience in commercials, promos, TV narration, branding, and marketing. He does it all. Wow. He is also wow. the founder. I know, right? He's also the founder of True Tell, which we're going to talk all about, plus a lot more. So we are so ready to get buzzed with the totally fabulous Dave Walsh. I'm so buzzed already being here with you guys. Yay, I want a class. It's awesome. So I great to see you guys. Put it there, buddy. Thanks Dude, for being both here. Great to be here. Thank you, thank you, thank you. In the new digs. In the, the new, new digs. Which is, I told you when I walked in, I was blown away. I'm like, wow, this is really cool. It's yeah. pretty cool. Because you've we're going been big. here. <laughs> yeah, you were here before, so you could appreciate the expansion. Yeah. And yeah. so I did. I didn't, and I purposely didn't look at any renovations. I didn't look at anything that you put online. I'm oh. going. Let me just come in and just kind of see it firsthand. Okay. And well, now you can go back and watch them. And now go. Oh, this is what I missed. Because the process yeah. was pretty hilarious. Yeah, it, it is pretty neat to just to see like all the stuff that we had to go through in yeah. order to make sure that that wall stayed up. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. If you hear creaking, just go under the chair. I just will. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm feeling stable right on. now, though. We had to do a lot to get that chair. <laughs> That's uh, why you signed that waiver when you. Came in. Yeah, I, I signed it cautiously. cautiously. Anyway. By the way, if you guys go back and watch this and you watch Stacy carrying these giant boxes <laughs> that chairs were in, these are the chairs. She was carrying these things like this with two hands. Insane. Anyways. Now I feel now I feel guilty that I haven't watched it because I had no idea how much sweat right. I okay. actually you know what? Get out. to come in here. Listen, Get out. today it's not even about us. It's about you. <laughs> She's like, do you know how much it took me to carry the chair you're sitting in? Uh, hey, can we get into uh, maybe asking like you a few questions? Like um, legitimate You want to do something? You want to do some business stuff? Do you stuff? feel okay? <laughs> yeah, I feel good. Fantastic. Let's go for, for it. Go I got for a it. question for you, so Mr. Oh, Dave. Shoot. So um, So, so check this out. We know that, you know, from doing uh, radio as a kid in Boston, working in television, 
Television in Los Angeles. Take us back wow, we do to research. how it all began <laughs> and give us a little backstory on Dave Walsh. Well, it, when I, I did, I started doing uh, I started doing some radio uh, stuff in Boston early on in high school and television. And I loved, my two favorite loves were television and radio always. And my dream when I was five, ten years old was to come to L.A. and to live here and do what we do. Mm. Um, I didn't know what that was at the time, but I thought it would be radio. Yeah. So when I went to college and went to school in New York at Hofstra University and I got a degree in television production, my uncle, who was at the time the head of uh, promotion for Columbia Records for the Northeast U.S., and who had worked in radio for years, obviously said, look, if you want to work in radio, you're going to have to start in Topeka, Cheyenne, Asheville. It sounded so attractive. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> so for me, I kind of went, yeah, no. You'd be um, huge in, in It'd be Asheville. huge. I'd be huge in, you know, Tuscaloosa. Tuscaloosa. Um, <laughs> so I, the, the first choice I made was, to, I was coming here. This is exactly what yeah. I wanted. So I went to work in television. Uh, I went to work. I went as a talent agent assistant first, and then became a publicist. And um, had never really pursued the radio side of the business, and just kind of immersed myself in Hollywood and learned the business. First of all, working as a talent agent assistant, doing deal memos, everything from thank you notes, knowing where every studio was, phone numbers, all the ridiculous nitty gritty. Great talent stuff. agent assistant. Like what kind of talent are we talking it was about? All, it was literary. It was literary and directors and oh. and DPs. Okay. Mm -hmm. But the whole basis of how the business ran, how Hollywood ran, was. I mean, I went back to school to learn how this town ran and our business right. ran. So I always find that that was the most that was such beneficial. That was a beneficial mm -hmm. two years. Uh, and then when I became a publicist, I worked for uh, Art Uline, who was the family doctor on the Today Show. So uh -huh. I became a, a medical television. I became a publicist, but learned the world of pitching, learned the world of branding and marketing and all of that, which was cool. In the middle of it, one day I happened to be walking through Samuel French Bookstore in Hollywood that we all know and love yep, so much. Iconic which, store, abs yes. iconic. And I brought this little um, show and tell. We love uh, show and tell. A little show and tell. This is a book that was sitting on a shelf uh, called Word of Mouth, which uh, you guys know, obviously, Absolutely. written by mm -hmm. the legendary Sue Blue yep. and Molly Ann Mullen. And the book, what attracted me to it was. The microphone in the front it was just—it mm -hmm. was so colorful. The ladies did their marketing homework. They were very yeah, small, yeah. very inviting. And it just says a word of mouth, a guide to commercial voiceover excellence. And I kind of went. I saw the mic, but didn't know what voiceover was. Mm -hmm. So I took the book, bought it, and just started flipping through it. Well, when I went back to the office, a friend, another friend of mine who wasn't in the business wanted to take a workshop, and we were just talking about it. And I was flipping through the names in the middle of the book, and there were these pictures of all these uh, voice actors who some of us know know and love very, very well. Bo Weaver, um, Samantha Paris, who's been on your show, obviously, and Bo, uh, Sue Blue. And then I came to a guy named Tom Pinto, who we all know is a, is a, name, well, a, a legendary name in our business. Yeah. And I'm talking to the friend on the phone, and I hang up the phone, and the woman in the next cubicle says, did you just mention Tom Pinto? And I said, yes, why? She said, that's my brother. Oh, my goodness. So she said he wow. works at a studio called Voice Tracks West, uh -huh. which is three buildings down from where we were on Coenga West. Would you like to meet him? I said, sure. I was 25. I had nothing to lose. And I met Tom and Nick O'Mana and took my first workshop with them 25, 26 years ago. And those two guys, 
I still credit, you know, they, they were my first teachers, they were yeah. my first coaches. And this book, I, when I, before I came over here, I wanted to bring it to show you guys and show you guys, um, because it was the thing that really introduced me to our world. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the people in it are legendary. So many of them are still in the business. Yeah. Obviously, Andrea yeah. Romano and right. just so many of, of these great folks. And uh, so, yeah, this was my Bible. This is the thing that got wow. me into it. Isn't and, it something how there's, Sometimes it's this tiny little thing. You're just walking around, mm -hmm. and something pops in your face. Totally. You do you don't understand There's no it. There's no accident. You don't know uh -uh. what it is, mm -hmm. and years later, that little thing right there is responsible mm -hmm. for a lot of who you are. Yeah, yeah. it really, it yeah. really is. That's neat. Yeah, and the thing that was weird was after I when I was taking the workshops, uh, I moved on to uh, mainstream television at Paramount Television, which is now CBS after all the mergers that happened. Yep. Um, and I went to work in research and marketing for, mm -hmm. for the television group. So I was involved in uh, all the marketing and research for all of our syndication programs, like Entertainment Tonight and Hard Copy at the time, mm -hmm. all the talk shows, all our iconic uh, TV shows like Star Trek, uh, Cheers. Cheers, and Frasier. And yes. I mean, it was just, it was at a time in the 90s when television was syndication, mm -hmm. which is which was such a huge part of our promo business for our, 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 our guys and gals. It was massively lucrative. There was so much work for actors. There was so much, um, there's just so much available. The last part of that story about Paramount was my office in the Roddenberry building uh, on the lot at Paramount faced what we call the tank, which is this big tank where they fill with water to do all their special effects and movies and stuff. And the guy who was the, vo the announcer for the Arsenio Hall show parked his caddy in front of my window every day. And his license plate simply said VO guy. Wow. So every day I sat in that <laughs> Wait office. A Wasn't that Joe Cipriano? No, that's <laughs> that's Sip. Um, and I sat there every day going, how do I get from being in here to being there? Mm -hmm. And I stayed, I stayed at Paramount. I, then I started getting my first agents and I was doing all, I was double shadowing everything. Yeah. And so my, my, I had a pager and I would go to Tishman. Tish, uh, Abrams was my first agency. Uh, and then I went to Tish. And they were, you know, they were incredible. But I would, I would literally go between auditions every day, mm -hmm. between the studio and then to Tish and go back. Yeah. So I lived that life for a number of years, and and then before I jumped off and consulted in, in marketing, and then started trying to make VO my day job. So tell us a little bit about how the whole VO stuff, because now you got into the beginning part, which is yeah. very interesting. We love that stuff. Let's get to the good stuff. That's what it's all yeah. made of. Yeah. But give us some good stuff, baby. Yeah, so when I um, I, I had hooked up uh, and started coaching um, heavily with Maurice Tobias, who, who's just the legend in this business, uh, and then started working seriously with CESD and with Debbie Cope, who is still, just I adore, and really, really started getting into and working in commercial and promo and narration and trailer. The really, the wonderful thing that happened to me was I was able to work in every part of VO that there is, including animation and video games. Uh -huh. So that, that really took off um, about 15, 16 years ago and really became just this thing of having worked so hard at it. And it is such a craft yeah. that we know. It's not this kind of thing where you just, you've got to put the hours and the, and the muscle into it to really make it that kind of a career. And having worked with, you know, such incredible legends in this business, I've been so fortunate. It's it's phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Well, so, and that's, that's one, what makes you such an effective coach 
is because I mean Absolutely. you had you know you were doing narration for shows like Fear Factor and, and Big Brother and Biggest Loser and I mean you yeah. you know you were doing network promo and syndicated promo and commercial and you know campaigns and so you really have not only from what I love is when all the pieces of life come together you have yeah. your marketing background you have your performance background and so it really can inform you Right. From so many yeah. different places as a coach. Yeah, and the thing that actually worked for me, and I say this to talent all the time, is I work with I work with, with my agents. I would call meetings at CESD uh, every quarter and literally with the promo agents, with the commercial, with the animation, et cetera, and talk about the next projects that we want to look for for the next quarter. Not because I didn't trust them, but because that's the world I came from. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I say to actors all the time, your agents and your managers are, you're lucky to have them, but don't make them do all the grunt work because yep. in 2016, nobody has the time anymore. It's true, and it's really about a self-motivated, mm -hmm. marketed career. Yeah, and yeah. we got a yeah. voiceover. Yeah. There were yeah. six people in the industry. Totally, there were only six of us. Like we real to real. We all had real to real demos, and three you were your older personalities. Voice actor. Um, that was it. <laughs> Yeah, completely. Uh, <laughs> totally. It's like, yeah, just, you know, you, you, you had like a, a roster of that many people. Yeah. But let, let me ask you something. Yeah. Do you feel that anybody can be a voice actor? No. <laughs> well, wh why? Would you like to expand Ex on that? Because, explain, explain. Because the whole, the whole aspect of any form of acting is storytelling. And there is a knack to telling a story. And I think that because of technology exploding as we know that yeah. people we have home studios all over the country all over the world and with the with the advent of source connect and IBDTL which is the newest mm -hmm. uh, you know patching system for for recording um, and just the ability for people to think that they can do it that way it just it's not that kind of a business and I've had clients come to me who think they can do it and I'm sure you guys have had the same situation yeah. where people want to come to you to do a demo yeah it's just not that it doesn't res it doesn't respect our business for what we do for the years we put into it and the years mm -hmm. that and the in the dedication and respect that we should have to this business yeah. in any form of acting yeah. but i think because people because it's not in front of the camera some people think that it's easier just to pick up a script and to read right. it right it's just yeah. reading it yeah. just it doesn't yeah. it doesn't work that way yeah no if, it really it really could, is a lot more if yeah. you yeah. could capsulize kind of the key components that you need to have to be a voice actor in 2016 and beyond? What do you think that would be? Okay, well, first of all, I mean, people want to use the voice as, or the sound of the voice as the thing. Like, that's the thing that'll mm -hmm. sell you. Is that a key part of it? Absolutely. Yeah. But it's really being able to tell the story from your authentic point of view. I always say the voice will follow, the voice is going to be the air that the story sits on that if the story you're telling is true, hence true tell, which we'll get to, mm -hmm. if you tell the story that's true, the voice is gonna follow. The voice is gonna tell the story based on who you're talking to, why you're telling that person, what, what is the, what's the context of how you're telling the story. Right. Mm -hmm. Because I always use a dinner party as an example. You'd never go to a dinner party, turn to somebody in the room and go, yeah, I'm gonna tell you a story, I have absolutely no idea why I'm telling it to you, but you know, and it may take me a few tries to get to it, I may flub yeah. the first few times. You should but believe I'm me. You. Yeah, you'll never go back to that dinner <laughs> yeah. party. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, that's, that's kind of, from, from my perspective, why would you tell a story that's not true? Mm -hmm. You can feel it when you come out of the booth, or you guys have had it, situations where you're trying to get a performance out of an actor, you just can't get it 
because they're not connected to the story. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it's easy enough for us to say, just talk to me. That literally goes over everyone's head. Right. Yeah. It just right. doesn't connect for them, you know? Right. Yeah. Okay, so this is really, this means a lot to us because you shared with us a very powerful, life-changing story that you have not put out widely to the world. No. But you said to us that you felt like it was time and you wanted to tell this story. And yeah. so first of all, know that we're honored Absolutely. and that you're very safe and our viewers love you and you're very safe there. So, um, Thank you. you know, this is something that has really impacted your work and, and your life yeah. and how you coach and, and how you live. So, yeah. um, thank you for, for sharing that I appreciate with us. it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, uh, about 10 years ago, I was in a voiceover session and my voice cut out. It was in a special session for the WB. It was a promo and it was a, a word that began with a vowel, and the vowel cut off, and the, the director said, you know, Dave, let's go back and take that again. So I went back and took it, and it kept dropping out, and then it was sporadic. Then it started happening with consonants, then sentences, then paragraphs, and it became this thing where I couldn't trust that my voice was mm -hmm. solid. Was told it was reflux, then I was told that it was a hernia, it was all kinds of stuff, and I ended up having stomach surgery to correct the reflux, because they said that was what was causing my throat problems. And at the same time this was happening, I was told, don't tell anyone, don't tell your agents, don't tell your managers, don't tell anyone. And it was, so I was basically living in a closet and not letting anybody know about this. And ended up having the stomach surgery and went back five months later and the voice was no different. Mm. Went to UCLA, they told me I had an incurable neurological disorder and that I had incurable to, incurable neurological disorder. disorder. And I said to the doctor at the time, um, I need you to take this phone number, now, call my agent. Was this like at the top of your career? Yeah, this was yeah. at the top of the career. And I said, you need to call my agent, Jeff Danis, at, at, DPN, at, at DPN and tell him my career is over. That's it, because when I walked out of there, I said, there's no, there's no hope. And I, and I called my, my ex at the time and he said, well, at least you know what it is. I said, are you hearing me? I said, this is, this is, he meant well, obviously. Right. But in my, my viewpoint was like, what do I do? So I ended up finding a doctor in Brentwood who treated the disorder. My ENT, Manny Zade, God bless you, Manny, mm. said to me he found a doctor in Brentwood who treated the, the disorder non-invasively. They wanted to put Botox in my vocal cords. It was, it was crazy. Wow. So I eventually went to this doctor who said to me, yeah, you're speaking in the wrong part of your voice. And I said, I'm sorry, I need to hear that again. He said, you're speaking in what we call the vocal identity. That for men, particularly in our business, that promos, trailers, narration, which I had done extensively, mm -hmm. I was speaking from the laryngeal part of my voice. All good and great voices come from the mask of the face. And you guys being singers know that it all gets projected from the structure of the face. Right. You speak from the diaphragm you, you, and you push the air out through the vocal cords. In trailer, in promo, and in video games, definitely, a lot of times to add that extra masculinity, men will drop their pitch into the lower throat and project from here. Mm. The body's not designed to do that. So years and years and years of my trying to make my voice like Reno Romano, Jim Tasker, Scott Rummel, my compatriots and these awesome guys in our mm -hmm. business, I wasn't trying to sound like them, but being competitive with a rasp and a deeper voice, 
it booked me. I was booking and booking and booking. It was insane. But by the end of the day, quick story, Andy Lerner, who we all know, Andy's a wonderful casting director in our business. I was doing, uh, I was a voice of Hyundai for three years. And every time I'd go to Radio in the Nude in Santa Monica to record, I would come out of the booth bathed in sweat from head to toe because I was projecting from here trying to sound cool. Hyundai loved the read. But one day I walked in the booth and Andy had cases of water stacked in the booth. And I go, did your water cooler break? He goes, dude, those are for you. You are drinking us out of house and home. I thought I was just exhausted in my voice. My body was overworking trying to project a voice from my throat and not the mask on my face. So all of this cut to, finally I got to work with this doctor in Santa Monica or in Brentwood, and I worked with people all over the world with the same condition. I would work, I'd go to DPN to audition in the morning, then I'd go to a session, then I'd go to him to train and coach, and then I'd work with clients for six hours a day from all over the world who had no voices and teaching them how to move their voice into the mask of their face. So again, I went back to school. Wow. But no one knew we were doing this. But this was all undercover. All undercover. Yeah. And it, it, that I must said, have been so draining on you. I said, I, mean, to just... you, I said to you in one of the breaks, I painted the windows black. I really thought that my career was over. Yeah. And the fact that I couldn't talk to anyone about it. Um, and I started to coach and started to say, what do I have to offer other than my career and what I've learned from the amazing coaches I worked with? But then I realized it was about speaking authentically with a voice that was mine. Mm. And so the doctor had said to me, just so you know, when you go back to work, they're not going to know what you're doing. They're going to love what you're doing. And I kept saying, Mort, you're out of your mind. They're never going to book me. Dean it must have felt like you were taught, like you were hearing when that when you started going into your mask. Did you feel like you were hearing someone else's? I voice? thought I was an animated character. Yeah, huh. it sounded like helium. Th- like I'm in my <laughs> I'm in my mask now. Uh-huh. This was the voice I was using before. I can't even do it anymore. It has no life to it. But it was on the WB Saturday. I mean, it literally was a voice that was so yeah. inauthentic. Mm-hmm. But they were buying it. Of course, back then it sounded different. But um, yeah, so I, I ended up... You see, you were, you were going to say something about Dean Panero. Yeah, so what happened was when I went back after I started really working aggressively with the doctor, Dean Panero uh, booked me on a five-year campaign with Shell as I, with Tom Sharp. I was, Tom and I were the Shell guys for five years after mm-hmm. that. And so the doctor said to me, and he was just this old, this old curmudgeon, Walsh, I'm telling you, they're going to love the voice. Yeah. They don't know. It's they have the no new. idea. They don't know what they're liking, but they love it. It's it sounds gorgeous. great. And it did. It booked me. So I, I came out of it going, I really can do this. Mm-hmm. So I co- incorporated working with actors that authentically and saying, if you're using a voice that's not yours, you can feel it when you're not doing it. When, yeah. And that created... Uh, it created the true tell in the sense that it was offering something different that if you're if you're working inauthentically it just feels like crap mm. yeah. it sounds like crap and it feels like crap so and, and I can you hear can't sustain it and I can hear when an actor's doing it immediately mm-hmm. yeah yeah guys yeah. especially trailer guys or promo guys will come right. to me and be exhausted and and I would literally just literally shift it up and the voice comes out so beautifully yeah but we're also we're also vocally focused in our business. Mm-hmm. This is sure. mm-hmm. this is our business. Yeah. Um, but it really was a huge 
shift in wow, perspective. Man. And the thing for me was, it really made me realize that coaching and directing, I love working as a performer, but this feeds me every single day in a way that VO as an actor never did. Mm-hmm. It's a very different Attract of the yeah. they both can coexist, yeah. but it's a totally different world. Yeah, well, well that's that thing that feels like a punishment becomes your biggest blessing. That's no what kidding. I was going to say. Yeah. Sometimes you know a thing that sounds like it could be like you know the doom day, Dude, doomsday it, becomes like yeah. something that you share yeah. with others and help others with, you know, in, yeah. in, in, in a miracle way. Yeah, I'm I'm so blessed. First of all, mm-hmm. for you guys to even have this 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 opportunity for me to come and talk to you about it, but you know, again, it's knowing that it's 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 something that that everybody can benefit from, whether you're Absolutely. a voice actor or not. Right. You know? Well, it's very brave of you to do that, and, and I know Absolutely. that somebody out there, many people out there are probably thinking, you know, when things are falling apart, they're falling into place, and for, you're probably someone's beacon of hope right now. So, yeah. thank Absolutely. you for sharing us. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Appreciate it, buddy. You're welcome. So, okay, so you're telling me, <laughs> Dave. <laughs> Wait, hold on. So hold we on. have a rebuttal. Taking the story back. <laughs> no, you're telling me that so it's is it bad for me to like you know talk like this? So if I'm doing promos all day long and I'm like you know tonight on CBS, right? And, and I'm kind of talking like this. So for, is that bad? Or no, can I it's not? it's for the short term for a session, an audition, or whatever. Yeah, I mean, Just people will come back and go, going, wait, this is an acting business. It's not all about keeping one voice. Mm. Right. It's it's more about if you need to go into the throat, know to come out of it. And using that, using a technique that I that I use with actors called hum talking, where you hum, and I learned this from the doctor Moore Cooper, was if you hum the first bar of Happy Birthday, that's where the voice naturally sits in your pitch. I see. Oh, you can feel it. You can feel it. It's, like, it's, it's like the literally buzzing yeah. in your face. Uh-huh. Yeah. That if you yeah. if you drop it in your throat to do, give me a promo voice. The pervy promo guy. Give me the oh. pervy promo guy. <laughs> pervy promo, because pervy yeah. promo is different than promo voice. Okay, give me promo first. Pervy promo would be like, tonight on an all-new Stacy Live. Exactly. So, the <laughs> and the mic is doing the work. Yeah. The right. voice is, is killer. Yeah. But, just to know, to come out of it. Mm-hmm. Now, my big problem So was I shouldn't that go around all day talking like this. Like you, I did? People think you I'm... You were so... I did, I did it every Dave single day. Dave is so dedicated that you didn't, you didn't come out of it. It's like staying Never. in your character... When all you the step time. Stage. To yeah. compete yeah. with my buddies, it was kind of to know to be in that zone all mm. day long. Wow. It just eventually just, just pulled out. But yeah. now it's kind of just in terms of how we coach now, it's it's just, it's if you need to use that voice, it's using the voice and telling a story that's absolutely true. Mm-hmm. You can be in that voice, mm-hmm. yeah. but the story has to be completely authentic from top to yeah. bottom. Well, speaking of yes. true, from top to bottom. <clears throat> Why is it, uh, and maybe you don't know the answer to this. Hey, <laughs> he does. Right. Maybe in. who the knows? Is five, five, I five, bet he five, does. Five, 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 five. I'm saying no. he does for um, 20. Thank what's you. A, why is it so Somebody difficult, has faith in me. Dave, as you know, you're a teacher and you probably run into this like every single day of your life, but what is it, why is it so difficult for voice actors to just be real and to be themselves? It's because they think, because as actors, we're people pleasers, first of all, first and foremost, and we think we know what they want. I always say to actors, never look at the specs. Specs are the last thing you look at because that's how it's supposed to sound. It's not about what they want you to be. Warm, conversational, irreverent, and authentic, I mean, authoritative, that's how it's supposed to sound. That's not what you're supposed to be. Mm. 
if you set up the story truthfully, the who, what, when, where, and why of a story yeah. creates the how. It creates how it sounds. Uh, you're right. Yeah. So I always say to actors, it's if you create that story authentically, your voice is going to take care of itself. The voice will shift based on who you're talking to and why. Yeah. You talk to Stace different than you talk to me, than talk to Paz, or talk to anyone else because you have a different relationship with these people, and the yeah. voice will shift itself. We don't notice it, because it's, to it's totally subconscious. Yeah. Well, if I say this to you, does this mean anything to you? I'm quoting you back to yourself. All right. Proactively like, versus reactively. Me. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, you. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, you're basically saying <laughs> proactively versus re I hate you, Stacey. Do you want me to read it to you exactly? Would you? Yeah, I will. Read it. Okay, where's my... Uh, Who do you my? want? Are you referring to... What do you want? The, Are you referring to a recent proactive mar marketing and reactive? That you're that you're basically you're that you should focus on backstage. proactively telling the story instead of reactively. And reactively trying to figure out what you think they want, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. So that's what. Wow. Can I get a little something there? Yeah, yes. girl, you're good. Listen, I you want to make it worth funny? your time. You're really, okay, so really you know good. What's funny about Stacy is that I will actually so many things work with somebody. <laughs> Doing Damn. a demo, I'm spending hours with somebody doing a demo, and Stacy will just meet them for three seconds. <laughs> a year later, this has happened many times actually, <laughs> a year later, I might see that person, and they're like, hey Chuck, how are you, man? I'm like, hey dude, what's going on? And she's like, hi Oliver. And I'm like, how do you remember that? <laughs> she's got like bullet points in her head. She's yeah. like, and so, Oliver is, uh, he, oh, he Oliver hails from New is, York. And uh, she's never wrong, I know, I know ever, his ever, specs, ever. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so like, I need, I need, can I have her in a tote and take her around Man, town with me? I'll, I'm gonna, I'll probably I'll fit her. in your tote. I swear to God. She's yeah. for rent. Yeah, absolutely. No, but I think you're... <laughs> I want to make it worth your time. It's, I, because I thought that was really powerful. Yeah, yeah, it was, I think if you proactively really just spend the time, taking the time to tell the story, and instead of just kind of reactively saying, what is it that they want from me? What is, what is it supposed to sound like? When you get a script, sometimes we treat it as a piece of paper. But taking the time to figure out how you tell the story your way, yeah. and I know that we say that over and over again, but from where I sit, it's kind of like, if you act as producer of the spot from top to bottom, you can't lose. Yeah. Visuals, uh, who you're talking to, why you're telling the story, if all that is laid out, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You can't lose, right? Because you, it's your it's your it's baby your story. from the beginning. Right. Absolutely, absolutely. And then and your, your voice opinion, follows, and then the voice will yeah. follow. And not only that, yeah. when you have an opinion, a strong opinion about something that you're talking about, people listen. Yeah, right. Because you, there's there's a little passion involved. Mm -hmm. Totally. And when you sit back, instead of sitting forward in it, sitting back in it, right. just sitting back in the chair and telling the story. Right. Let the mic do the work. You know, um, it just makes such a difference. Yeah, right. really does. So, so, so what? that would because this is my next question, but I think you kind of answered <laughs> it. So that would essentially be are you, are you the key. He's peaking. To connecting. Oh, that, so would that be essentially the key to connecting with the copy, or is there a different? Yeah, yeah that. Would oh, be, absolutely. Because okay. if you instead of sitting in a booth for, I'll have clients call me and say. Oh my God, I spent an hour and 15 minutes in, in the booth, hour, yeah. it literally going over and spinning and spinning and spinning. Yeah. I'm like, well, what was the story you told? Well, I thought it was, I, I assumed that the company was such and such. You spent an hour and 15 minutes assuming. Yeah. Or contemplating or speculating. I'm like, would you do that at the dinner table? Yeah. 
or at a party. It's just, it's taking it, it's every form of human communication yeah. where, and I work this with my corporate clients too, when we've taken the true tell to a corporate level as well, is just, you wouldn't have the conversation at a dinner party, why would you do it mm-hmm. in business, whether yeah. it's entertainment or anything else. So it's really applicable to actors, but it's also applicable elsewhere. Right. Um, and you, what I want every every performance, whether it's promo, commercial, narration, trailer, imaging, whatever, come out of the booth feeling good. Yeah. Come out of the booth feeling good about the story yeah. you just right. told. Right. So True Tell, yes. which is trademark, Ma'am. by the way. Yeah. Be- um, before before we get oh, into True Tell, can okay. I just say something about yes. Dave? Oh, uh, I'm going to brag about you a okay. little bit. Oh, dude. But, so through the Buckle years, in, Dave. <laughs> through the years, Dave and I have had, uh, we've worked on several demos together yeah. with people. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, I love doing you know, them. people that you've been coaching with and, or that you've been coaching and then they, they come in to do a demo and stuff. And one thing that I've always noticed, man, with the people that you coach is that when they come in, they are so connected to who they are. It's almost like, it's so and it's cool really freaky because that. there's other people that come, you know, from, you know, other, and there's, listen, there's other coaches that I love too, so we're not right. putting anybody down No, here. no, no. But I do, I do know that when you come in, you're almost like the, the, the freaking guy with the whip. It's like, no, what did I tell you about that? That's what he says. He's like, what did I tell you about that? And then they go, oh yeah, that's right. And then all of a sudden, bam, and it's right there. And I love that. The benevolent dictator. Remember when I yelled at you yesterday? Yeah, no, no, but I really love that Remember you that plant to the these back of your head? seeds yeah. in them that they can yeah. recall yeah. to get them where they need to be and how they need to be and all that stuff, right. which is really, 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 really well, cool. Well, you're very Stanislavski, like with the substitution. I mean, you really, right. you know, you really kind of well, help that, people if they can't is, necessarily, maybe they've never driven that car or they don't have that food in their, you know, experience. Right. How can they still be invested right, in Right, but the thing about that too is that in part of that, that Stanislavski technique, obviously, that's, and I give that credit to Maurice Tobias because that's, that's absolutely, that is such a huge part of my, my training, that part of the substitution. But for me, it's more of telling the story. It's not even having to do the substitution. It's telling the story from your perspective in your own way, because mm-hmm. if you if you try to try to fit a square peg into a round hole, it doesn't work. Yeah. yeah. Or if I said, yeah. tell the story the way Stacy would tell it, mm-hmm. that's really hard. Yeah. You know, exactly. You're not Stacy. But then every every woman competing against her, every guy competing against me, is going to be like, well, Stacy tells it like this. But that's so reactive. It's totally reactive. Ah, that's totally that's reactive. Bad. Reactive. And we're bad. back to square one. Scene. <laughs> and we're back to square one. So what I was going to say to you was uh, speaking about having the clients. First of all, thank you for that that Absolutely. compliment. That's awesome. And actually, there's a client of mine who is a client of yours that's coming in uh, in a few weeks to work with you. And I was working with her yesterday on the copy uh-huh. that you guys have generated. It's beautiful. Oh, beautiful, beautiful work. Um, but giving her alternate takes because I said Chucky's going to make me want to use this or this or this. Give him options for the interp so that she's not coming in with one note. Right. So that for me is, it, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, out yeah. of respect for her craft, but also for you, kind yeah, of saying, and I appreciate let's that. not find that well, in the middle of the session. Exactly, right. and, and, you, know? and you, know, you know, every director is going to take you somewhere a little bit different. Yeah. It's not better, it's not worse, it's just a little mm-hmm. bit different. So as a talent, you need to be kind of moldable right. to those things. And, and the thing that I love too well, is thank that, you. 
Yeah, you're welcome, that. dude. Absolutely. Um, speaking of uh, the methods and the curriculum, is that there's so many, you know, some great coaches that you've had on the show already, and people that I respect. Um, obviously, Jeff Howell and Jody and uh, Joyce Castellanos, and you know, uh, there's there's so many, and Samantha Paris yep. uh, and Maurice, as I mentioned, um, that there's so many other there's so many techniques and so many different ways of coaching, and I think that people should sample all of us and get different techniques of how ah, what works for them you mm -hmm. know and i think that that's such the blessing is that with technology we can work with clients all over the world i've worked yeah. with clients in right, south africa right. yep. you right. know it's great but that we're accessible to talent everywhere versus just being in LA, which is the way I grew up. How so. accessible are you? How can the good people find you? I am accessible Dave all Walsh. the time. Just yeah. let me sleep every once That's in a while. A good, okay, you know, I like my pencils. QVC. He's on Twitter. He's on the Twitter. He's, I'm on the Twitters. I do the Twitters and the Facebook <laughs> and the Instagram. I'm just getting on the Vines. Oh, yes. Oh, That's I'm a, doing the Vines now, too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And Periscope. Oh, Absol I, I don't, uh, that's scary. So, so, so how do we get a hold of Yeah, what's Dave the best way if people want to? Is it email? Is that, it your it's, Walsh Voiceover it's, Coaching? What is it's it? the website, WalshVoiceOverCoaching.com, mm -hmm. W-A-L-S-H, right there. Right the there. Um, email, um, Facebook, I'm on as well, uh, Instagram and, and Twitter. Um, but then we can work pretty much Skype, FaceTime, mm -hmm. IBDTL, Source Connect, ISDN. I mean, it's great because I have those up, the ability to coach right. any which way. Yeah. So, and I always say to actors all the time, the story is going to follow you everywhere. Mm -hmm. We yeah. can work from our car, the closet, you know, Margarita Mix in Hollywood. Here, the story. It doesn't matter where you are. Let the story tell itself. It'll right. just, it'll tell it wherever are you, you are. It doesn't matter. Because some coaches kind of say you need to have a certain level of experience before you come to me. Yeah. What would you say? Are you someone that that's someone who's just breaking in, or are you some uh, working with people that want you want to have a little bit of uh, dirt on your shoes? Yeah, I think so that people on the whole, I unless it's somebody who dirt on comes, your shoes. Did you say dirt on your shoes? I did. I just what got kind that. Of dirt like, on you had a little dirt on your shoes. And how much dirt? On your how much are you talking about? Dirt on your shoes. Not red clay mud, but. Red Exactly. Back well, to you. I was doing. I was originally doing uh, when I first started coaching workshops, intros, which to me, it was just it was too much. Uh, most of the clients I work with have some form of voiceover career, including working pros. Um, if you're new. Uh, it's coming from recommendations from other actors, agents, managers. Mm -hmm. If it's just coming, somebody coming in off the street, not necessarily. It's really, you know, it, in wanting to have a passion for it. If you have the passion for it, yeah. mm -hmm. um, that's one thing. If you're dabbling to figure out a new career, not so right. much. Yeah, um, and that makes sense. Right. I mean, and it's not. You're Boston it, strong. You're, you're no Boston joke, strong. Walsh. Come on now. No, but but I think it's 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 really respecting our business yeah. and respecting their time mm -hmm. because. You know, the world is full of ambulance chasers, and luckily, and we live with our small group of folks. We're not that, but we have a respect for the craft yeah. right. and for other people's time and money. But so. also, it's you have a very in-depth, all-encompassing process. Yeah. So you really need to have a certain amount of confidence right. in front of the microphone to really take advantage of what you have to offer. Right. So it's really in everyone's best interest. You yeah. know, it's not like you're just being elitist. Oh, I only work with people that are no, pros, not at but all. you have to not have that confidence so that you can be open and free right. to dive in and try what you're yeah. asking people Absolutely, to do. yeah. I mean, and I think in all the clients I've had have been, been that way. Several of them, a few of them that came in, 
you know, it, they didn't really pursue voiceover. They yeah. and the, nothing, nothing is more disheartening than when you have a talent that is so good and they fall off yeah. the radar. Not because they went to somebody else, mm -hmm. they just stopped pursuing it and went yeah. back to on camera mm -hmm. or just something like that. So, yeah. uh, let me let me ask you something, Go and I might put, be putting you on the spot a little bit here. Again? Well, just a little bit. And, and this is not, again, this is never to this put anybody... This is the anybody, TMZ portion of the show. Yeah, exactly. This is never to put anybody down, all right? Well, we're not saying that, but... Don't name names, Chuck. A lot Chuck. of people, you know, may ask me, hey, hey Chuck, I was going to say Scott. My name's hey, not Scott. Scott. Yeah, I was going to say, where's Scott coming <laughs> hey, from? Scott. No, this just hey, Scott. This just ends the Stacey and no, Scott say, show. Hey, Chuck. Why, what is it about you as a demo producer that, 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 what would be the advantage of me doing a demo with you as opposed to maybe doing a demo with somebody else? Right. Mm -hmm. And I know that there's some advantages of what I do, but in your, in, in, in as, as you, as a, as a coach and, right. and with your background and everything, do people ever ask you that? And if they do, like, how, how do you answer that? Like, what, what, do, what do you feel are a few things that you have that give you the edge? I think that the thing for me is, and again, like I said, respecting all of my fellow yeah, of coach course, yes. uh, of compatriots. Yeah. Um, I think, honestly, and I'm not even kidding about this, just the experience I've had in the last, first of all, the whole career, but in the last 10 years, mm -hmm. really was something that defined my coaching for me is that offering something. I've been in that situation where I have talent who have been in this business for years who sit outside their booth, yeah. and it becomes therapy because I've had clients trying to get them back into the booth. Yeah. They're petrified to get mm -hmm. back in. They found a roadblock because their voice is gone, or they don't, there's an element of what I do that I've experienced as a coach that whether it's vocal loss, whether it's not being able to find the story, whether it's frustration with getting an agent, keeping an agent, um, how to market and how to have that relationship and having yeah. been a talent agent assistant, I know how agents think. Exactly, yeah. So, and having had an amazing manager in Debbie Coe for so many years and someone who I value, knowing the relationships of how the actor and the rep work all of that together is something different that I offer. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know, and I love having that experience. And that, that, and that, that yeah. is cool. Yeah. So you're giving them a lot. There's yeah. a, exactly. There's a lot of passion. Stuff it's so cool. That, dude, that he's passionate. It's I cool. love it. Yeah, and, and, and I feel like I I go to bed at night now. I'm not kidding you. When I was really struggling between trying to work and trying to keep it under wraps, and mm -hmm. I would go home and my partner would say to me, you're miserable. Like, I was just miserable. And now because coaching has become such the focal part of my career and how I help people every day, yeah. just kind of find that authenticity. Mm -hmm. I find when they walk out feeling good about telling a story that's true for them. Yeah, They walk out feeling jazzed and so on fire yeah. and I go to bed at night and yeah. it sounds really woo-woo but I went to go to bed going I really did something good today I really feel that's yeah. really feel that you know yeah. it's very cool yeah. well you know that's because you're, you're not lying people. to yourself okay? we try to be good um, people <laughs> well there you go we got part one with Dave Walsh we're gonna be next week with part two be there you don't want to miss it and keep up with us on Facebook Twitter and Instagram you guys thank you so much we love you and thank you for watching and supporting our show it means the world to us and our team so, just remember, Chuck, what? You, you always have time for a little buzz. Come on, come on, come on and get buzzed with us. Don't
just listen to VO Buzz Weekly, watch the show in stunning HD video at VOBuzzWeekly.com on their YouTube channel or on the app. VO Buzz Weekly is sponsored by Chuck Duran's Demos That Rock. Rock. The voiceover demo producer to the stars is now available to you. Visit DemosThatRock.com and take your voiceover career to the next level. See you next time. And remember, you always have time for a little buzz.